Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official Queens United Chess Podcast. I'm your host, Anisha Oberoi, the Communications Director of Queens United Chess. Every month, we feature a new figure within the chess community, and this month's guest is extremely special to Queens United. Lizzie is a rising junior at Harvard University. She played seven years of competitive chess with her high school and middle school varsity chess teams and was even nationally ranked by the United States Chess Federation in the top 45 girls age 17. Back in the winter of 2019, she co-founded Queens United Chess with Maggie, who we had the pleasure to interview in our first episode. Outside of tackling the gender gap in chess, Lizzie is passionate about increasing access to business and financial education in her community. In high school, she led the Junior Economic Club of Chicago and On the Money magazine. So without further ado, I am so ex- excited to introduce the co-founder of Queens United Chess, Lizzie Brayan. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks I- for having me. I'm I've been amazed by how much Queens United has grown since I've graduated. So um, it's been a really cool experience to watch. I really want to get to know your story before Queens United. So take us back to what your first introduction to chess was. Yeah, so my first introduction to chess was actually in preschool. Um, My brother was going to a summer chess camp um, at one of the schools in Chicago, and uh, it was only for kids like five and above. Um, but since my brother was in it and there was another friend I had from preschool who happened to be older, um, I decided that it sounded really cool and I wanted to participate. And so even though it technically was not like for four-year-olds, um, my mom found a way for me to participate in the camp. And so that was kind of my first introduction to chess. Um, and I just thought it was a really cool game and a really great community as well. So growing up, did you find yourself playing chess with your brother a lot? Were you guys practicing together, maybe a little competitive there? Yeah, so actually when I first started, I did not play competitively at all. Although later on, the um, the teacher at the camp I was at in preschool um, ended up coaching me a bit in middle school. Um, but I most, we mostly had like friendly games between me, my brother, my dad, um, some cousins, and I didn't start really playing competitively until about sixth grade. And I think that's such a great thing about chess though, is that you don't need to be playing competitively for it to be like a unifying and a really nice experience to have. So who would you say is your biggest inspiration in chess? I mean, I think there are a lot of really amazing women chess players. I think the person who was probably most instrumental, though, like in my personal journey was probably my mom because she was the one who, you know, put me in the chess camps, took me to tournaments every week once I started in middle school. And not only that, but um, where I went to elementary school didn't have a chess team when I started. And so she worked a lot with Chicago Public Schools and my school to make sure that we could actually have a chess team. We were eligible to compete in tournaments. Um, And we had a core group of like three or four kids who would come to every tournament. Um, And so she's the one who like really made it possible for me to participate um, and have like my initial introduction to competing in tournaments through like the Chicago Chess Foundation and CPS. Um, And um, that started my whole chess journey. 
Yeah, I think that's so great to hear, especially like you need that access to chess, like like you said, which is so important. Um, but you did eventually, you did become a competitive chess player, like you said, once you got to middle school. So what is your favorite chess opening that you want to share with our viewers? I guess like the chess opening that has a special place in my heart is Cairo Khan. That was like the first mm-hmm. actual opening that I learned. And so um, for many years, I would play that. Um, it was a very solid um, opening to use, and um, it was kind of my go-to for a very long time. Do you feel as if you were brought up in an environment that supported your love for chess? Yeah, so I think when I was younger, it was a game that like we all played as a family, um, and it was a really just a great way to kind of bond with each other, have family time, that sort of thing. Um, As I got older, my parents definitely had a lot of dedication in terms of one, like my mom just taking me to tournaments every week and setting up the team, but also like my dad driving me to all the tournaments um, and not having a driver's license for all of high school. Um, He was, you know, taking me to the suburbs for high school tournaments every weekend at like 7 a.m. and picking me up at 6 p.m. So I think my parents had a lot of dedication in terms of um, helping me to get to tournaments, enrolling me in tournaments and really making sure I was um, able to compete when I wanted to. I think having a support system is so important, especially to stay in the game, to stay motivated. So it's, it's really great to hear that you had that growing up. In what ways did your own tournament experience influence the founding of Queens United? Yeah, so I'd say it actually was more so my, like, high school chess team experience um, that shaped the founding or influenced me to found this. Um, Because for many years until Maggie joined the um, Walter Payton College Prep high school chess team, um, it was essentially just me who um, stayed on the team for all of the years that um, I was in high school. And so, you know, there would always be girls who would, like, come in. They'd maybe stay for a year. Um, they'd go to like one or two tournaments, but they've a lot of them found that it wasn't very a very welcoming environment, um, and there weren't many people to be friends with who are girls. And so, a lot of the things that girls would want to talk about, which were typically like not video games and everything else that usually goes on at a tournament, um, didn't really exist. And so, I think you know, going to tournaments, there aren't very many girls and a lot of people that may have want to have like similar types of conversations and similar um, things you can relate to. And so um, really seeing this, this gap in the chess community um, is what encouraged me to do this. And so some of my favorite memories were, you know, my cousin started playing chess around the same time as me. She was also a girl a year younger than me. Um, We'd go to tournaments together. I'd see Maggie at tournaments I'd see some of the other girls in the Chicago chess community. And so when we'd all hang out, it was a lot of fun. Um, But that was missing from a lot of the high school tournaments and specifically a lot of the CPS tournaments that I went to and that sort of thing. And so I really wanted to create that community that I experienced when I went to these, you know, weekend long tournaments where there were girls that I knew who were there um, for a lot of the girls who had experienced not having this community when they went to other um, CPS tournaments. And that caused a lot of girls to drop out of the team. And so, you know, I was thinking about what can we do to, you know, encourage girls to stay in the game, 
but also not only that, um, chess is also like a very cost prohibitive sport for a number of reasons. <laughs> Coaching is expensive. Tournaments are expensive. Um, and there's not a lot of access to it either. Um, and especially when it comes to who's enrolling in chess courses, it's usually majority um, boys. And so kind of addressing those three issues, we wanted to create an opportunity where girls, especially when they got to high school, could remain involved in the chess community and feel empowered to do so. And so that was kind of the logic behind having these female role models who are, you know, excited about chess, want to help other people and making chess more accessible for everyone around them. And so that's kind of how Queens United started. We did a pilot program at Salazar, which was across the street of our high school. It was a bilingual elementary school in 2020. So we had about a couple months of lessons and then the pandemic happened. So that cut our in-person lessons short. But the next semester, we started virtually at Ogden Elementary. And we later went to the Chicago Public Schools and pitched the whole program in expanding it across the city. And so um, in doing that, that was a really great experience. And now we finally have a community of a lot of girls who are in chess, who are going to tournaments regularly and who know how to connect with each other. And I, I think that Queens United is definitely accomplishing that goal of community. I've, you know, experienced it being a part of this wonderful organization. I myself have like, you know, been a part of this community and have seen like, you know, how much like happier I am going to tournaments as well. But I want to talk a little bit more about that transition into virtual programming. And did you face any setbacks or what was that process like? Yeah. So in terms of transitioning, I had to deal with this. Um, with a couple other organizations that I was also leading. Um, but I found with, you know, Chicago Public Schools canceled school pretty much um, for the entire year during the pandemic. Um, and then we had kind of an abridged schedule going back to school. And so we had a lot of extra time, a lot of flexibility, and all the schools had to learn how to adapt to the virtual environment. And so I think that helped a lot um, just because schools were already, you know, using Google Meets and using these resources. I think the learning curve was, you know, how do we make these um, presentations, these lessons engaging for the students? How do we make them turn on the cameras? I know in a lot of my high school classes, not one person turned on the camera. It was yeah. speaking to 30 icons um, of initials, but in a lot of the lessons that we went to, we had a lot of girls turn on the cameras and girls and boys. And it was a really great experience kind of seeing how we could incorporate different um, types of activities and different forms of engagement for people to really um, enjoy the lessons and get a lot out of it. Yeah. And how did you and Maggie meet? I know that you did mention that she was on the Walter Payton team as well, but how did you guys really connect and hit it off? Yeah, so I kind of knew of Maggie, like, my whole life. We, her first three years she of life, she lived in the same building as me. Um, okay. So I knew of her family. I knew they were very good at chess. Um, <laughs> I didn't know much more um, than that. We were, like, kind of family friends, but we didn't see each other too much after we moved or after she had moved. Um, and then... When I started going to chess tournaments, I'd see her a bit more. 
And then she came to the same high school as me. And so I think it was her freshman year that we founded um, Queens United. And she seemed like a great partner. She's very smart and she's a great chess player and a great, great leader as well, as we've seen the past few years and really um, helping Queens United take off. Um, and so um, that's kind of how we met. I'd kind of known who she was for most of my life, but we didn't actually like meet and get to know each other until high school. So you did co-found, like you just mentioned, you felt co-founded Queens United in high school, but now you're in college, right? So what are you studying currently at Harvard? Yeah, so I'm studying applied math and economics currently. Um, I've always been pretty interested in in math and kind of knowing how to use data, how to understand it, how to convey it to others, um, but also applying it to real world problems. And there's no better subject to do that with um, than economics, which is, you know, understanding the choices people make, how the world works um, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And what projects or clubs are you currently passionate about or involved in? Yeah. So over the past couple of years um, at Harvard, I've done a number of different activities. My first year was primarily focused on running a student-run business. So in high school, I ran a lot of nonprofit organizations, but I really wanted to see what it's like to run a for-profit, somewhat for-profit business. Um, and so I spent a lot of time at the Harvard shop, um, and I managed pretty much all the aspects of our online store. So web fulfillment, customer service, our website, working with our marketing team, um, and that, and our different partnerships with the graduate schools um, and that sort of thing. And so that I spent a lot of time on um, during the school year and then working full time over the summer. Um, after that, I wanted to kind of see what it was like to do research. I've always been really interested in like strategy. Um, I think <laughs> that's part of the reason I enjoy chess a lot. It's very logical and strategic thinking. And so I wanted to apply this to more of a business finance setting and see how that works in the real world. And so I did strategy research at the business school um, and I'm continuing it again now. Um, so I've done that. I've also been involved. I think kind of I found that the community from Queens United was really strong and I really enjoyed being um, around a lot of other girls. And when I was younger, it's funny, I hated anything that was like only geared, geared towards girls. Um, mm -hmm. And my mom would sign me up for all these things. And I thought it was stupid. Um, but I've seen that like these kinds of communities form really strong bonds. And so I've had some of my favorite memories, you know, being in women in business, I led, helped lead a New York trip um, to different Wall Street firms. We went to Milan um, this past winter oh, wow. to tour different fashion companies um, and banks and that sort of thing. Um, and then I've also been involved in Smart Woman Securities, which is um, a finance club, the undergraduate finance club at Harvard. Um, and so helping lead our member engagement and socials. Um, and so I think my time has kind of been split between, you know, doing research on one hand um, and exploring more academic interests. And then on the other hand, kind of just building different communities, whether it's for finance or business. Um, and I'm also helping lead the Chicago area students of Harvard um, club. And so creating, making ways for people to connect with upperclassmen and pre, 
or incoming freshmen and that sort of thing. So your your impact really truly does go beyond Queens United. I think you've created such um, a community in everything that you're passionate about. And I think that that's so great to see because especially with your work and with women in business, you've really created an environment for women in different fields of interest for them to be able to have that community. And I think that's so important. So thank you for that. But being a dedicated student at a prestigious prestigious college and, you know, with all these activities that you involve yourself in, how have you found the balance between schoolwork and Queens United? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a difficult balance. I think the first part was in high school, I was very involved, um, you know, being the executive co-executive director with Maggie. Um, once I graduated, I wanted to step down so that we could kind of maintain that community um, really amongst fostering high school leadership um, and that sort of thing in terms of running the organization. Um, but I've really played a role as an advisor. And so I check in with Maggie a lot um, just to see where we're going with it, how we can expand, um, you know, working through the different nonprofit processes that we did this year um, and just figuring out the, f- the future of Queens United. And what led to your interest in business in finance? Yeah, so I would say I've always been like super interested in anything business or finance related. I think part of that stemmed from just my conversations with my family um, and my dad. We'd always talk about the market and real estate um, and personal finance and how to invest. And so um, I was always fascinated by anything related to that. Um, I think as I got to high school, though, I realized there weren't that many opportunities to do that as early on. And so I wanted to create more opportunities to do that, reach out to new people, learn from, you know, professionals who are in the workforce, who have gone through college um, and have somewhat of an idea of what they're doing. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just like the fascination with the topic and then also learning from people who are more experienced. So, you know, as you like grew up, I definitely that passion must have like increased as you got like introduced to even more like things that pertain to your initial interests that, you know, spark from childhood with your dad um, having those conversations. So, you know, as you grew up, you know, in high school, you did um, lead the Junior Economic Club of Chicago. Describe that experience and in what ways did that influence your major in college? Yeah, so... I think like the junior economic club um, was probably one of the most invaluable experiences I had in terms of leadership, in terms of figuring out how to communicate with other people, how to start new projects, how to have partnerships um, and how to really form relationships. Um, And so I think there are a lot of things I can speak to and really helped as well when I was um, when Maggie and I were working on expanding the work of Queens United to Chicago public schools. But I'd say, you know, everything from being able to pitch to different executives um, and philanthropists to get funding, to conducting cold calls and not being afraid to reach out to people, to, you know, making sure you create a sustainable organization, having, you know, regular programming and figuring out how to really engage people as well. And so I think those were a lot of the experiences I got from running it. Um, But also during my year um, or like at the beginning of the pandemic, we had this great opportunity to expand it as well. And so a lot of our time was spent 
mentoring new chapters and finding people to lead them. And so that has been really cool because I met people from New York, from San Francisco, from Toronto, um, and all over the world. And we really bonded over this one thing that we were all working towards. And now I go to school with multiple um, people who are involved in JEC, who are leading it, who Mm -hmm. um, had been impacted by it in some way. And so I think that was a really cool experience. So I do want to transition a little bit more into the organization itself now, Queens United. So it has had a major impact on the Chicago community. Ambassadors have impacted more than 300 students through chess instruction and over 550 youth in the Chicago area at local chess tournaments and events. Did you envision the organization growing to help so many students? So I think when I first started, I just wanted to do something to kind of have a different way to pursue chess, you know, in teaching, finding an elementary school, um, establishing a relationship with them, going in, you know, once every other week to teach lessons. Um, and that took a really long time to set up. We were working on that months and then we started it and then COVID happened. So I think at that time I had not envisioned anything like that, but after we taught at Salazar and then we taught at Ogden and I think just seeing what you could do in the virtual environment um, and going to Chicago public schools. I think that was where I was really like, there's a lot of opportunity here and we can really make a huge impact in not only impacting people who are already involved in chess, but a lot of people who, you know, have been exposed to it over the years, found it interesting, which I think has become even more so the case with um, the Queen's Gambit and everything. Um, but also just like making little kids excited about it as well and creating great role models for them. And so I think uh, to answer your question, definitely not what I had envisioned at the beginning, um, but I'm really amazed on by like how much, how far it's come now. And I'm excited to see where it goes in the future, hopefully expanding to different school districts um, across the country, but we'll see. And when first building Queens United, were there any setbacks or obstacles you had to face or overcome to get to where it is today? Yeah, I think there were quite a few obstacles. So Maggie and I started working on this in 2019. Um, I think it was around November or so. And we, you know, needed to get in contact with the school. So that was a whole um, thing we went through and then actually figuring out how we would go about it. Um, And so Initially, when we started, we wanted to teach during the school day because there's a lot of selection bias when you hold an after-school program for chess because a lot of the kids who sign up are boys. Um, We didn't want this to be a program exclusively for girls um, who are in elementary school, Um, but we did want it to be not, we didn't want it to be impacted by the selection bias of who wants to do chess, who doesn't. We wanted everyone to be exposed to it. And so that was, uh, I guess, an experience trying to figure out, you know, how we would incorporate it into the school day, how we would get those permissions from not only the school we were working at, um, but also our high school. And then continuing that into the the pandemic um, when we were, you know, schools were trying to navigate how to deal with the pandemic. And we were trying to figure out how we could also come into their classrooms, um, get the permissions from CPS. And so really figuring out how to navigate 
their relationships with the schools. Um, and then once we started working with Chicago Public Schools, um, they were a great help in helping in figuring out how to connect with the schools, how to make sure we had the right resources. Um, and we also had a lot of other people like Nicole Heller and the Chicago Trust Foundation who really supported us and, you know, made sure we had the right resources to be able to bring chess sets in or host tournaments or connect with the right people. And so I think we faced a lot of different, not issues. But like it was like a learning experience. Um, for yeah, sure. we, Just- we faced some barriers um, along the way, but I think we had a lot of people to help us and support us. And so um, we were able to overcome those as well. And it's so great to hear that the feedback from your community first starting up Queens United was um, supportive and like willing to invest themselves into such a wonderful organization. And um, do you say that that's kind of that that initial help is what helped grow it to where it is today? Yeah, I think we definitely couldn't have done that. For example, Nicole Heller gave us the first 30 chess sets that we had so that we could actually go into the classroom and teach and people could move the pieces. I think that's the most fun um, for kids. And in terms of Chicago public schools, you know, making sure we could have the relationships, it would be okay, we'd have the volunteer certification. And how can high school girls get involved in Queens United? Yeah, so high school girls, anyone who's interested in chess, you know, you don't have to have played competitively, you don't have to be a master in chess, that's not what Queens United is about. Um, You just have to, you know, be excited about chess, want to learn, we can teach you um, and reach out on our website, queensunitedchess.org. There are different pages. You can join the team if you want to be an ambassador. Um, Middle school students and high school students can help lead lessons, help with private lessons, volunteer um, at tournaments. And if you are of any elementary school age, boys or girls, you can enroll in our um, chess programs at your school. Um, so every semester we do lessons in about um, or about five programs across different schools. And so you can join one of those. And any younger girls as well can join our private lessons. Um, and everything is provided entirely free of cost. Um, CPS helps a lot with that. We have a lot of volunteering. Um, so everyone can get involved in some way. Summer session for lessons did just start last week. So yes, there are so many ways to get involved in Queens United and it really is a uni- unifying experience if you do. And Lizzie, what is your hope for Queens United? Yeah, so I think my hope is that it continues um, it, and we have a lot of girls a lot more girls as they get older, as they go through the different Queens United chess programs in their elementary schools, they get to middle school and high school and they want to be leaders um, and teach in more schools. So I think one part is just reaching more of Chicago, having all these girls really committed to this mission and building a community where they have a lot of other people who are supporting them, who have similar interests um, and kind of had have shared values as well. And I think the second part is just expanding the organization. So hopefully getting people in new cities, expanding to new school districts, having new partnerships, um, 
And I'm sure we'll do that in the future. And I'm excited to see where it goes. Yes, I'm as, as excited. I think we're well on our way. So to wrap up the podcast, we wanted to know what your advice would be to all the young female chess players looking for a more inclusive environment in a male-dominated game. Yeah, I think just find your community. Um, You know, if you don't have one, you can start it. You can recruit one other person. You can reach out to us. Um, But really just be resilient. You know, Um, if you keep practicing or keep or talking to people at tournaments and just going out of your comfort zone, um, you know, you'll find your community, you'll enjoy the game, and you'll have a great learning experience um, as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It was a pleasure having this conversation with you. Yeah, thank you for hosting me. Lizzie, you have created such a meaningful and welcoming platform for females and youth in chess. We thank you so much for your lasting contributions to the Chicago chess community. To all our viewers out there, I hope today you were able to learn more about Lizzie and her journey through chess and co-founding Queens United. If you are interested in being an ambassador for Queens United, you can visit our website at queensunitedchess.org and make sure to stay up to date with our latest events by following our social media linked in the, linked in the description. Once again, this has been Anisha Obroy. Thanks for tuning in.